The 92nd Academy Awards were last Sunday, and it was the best show in years. The movies that deserved to win were the ones that did win, with Bong Joon-ho's instant masterpiece Parasite taking top honors and becoming the first foreign film in Oscar history to win Best Picture. Today we'll take you through the whole show, the highs and lows, the winners and the losers, and celebrate the last Oscars of the 2010s, and what it means for the future. I'm Connor Zagari. And I'm Austin Johnson. And this is Filmgasm. So, the Oscars. Very important to us at Filmgasm. Every, yes. every year, I throw a whole party surrounding it, and we watch the show intently. We bet on it. This is big. This is the Super Bowl for movie fans. Yes. And this year was nuts. It was a, a lot of firsts. And it really spoke, I think, for the future of the Oscars. Yes. We saw a lot of things. I think a lot of mistakes could have been made here that didn't happen, which is rare for them. <laughs> See, the reason, I think my favorite thing about the 92nd Academy Awards was that there was a re- reduced chance of mistakes. Yeah. Meaning, I agree with you, they could have gone like safer and chosen 1917 to win. Great movie. Love yeah. it. We both predicted that it, would, that's, that it would win. Yeah. I think Parasite's a better film. I think it's more challenging. I think it has more to say. Doesn't mean one has to be better than the other. I just like to see the one that's a little bit more uh, ambitious win. Yeah. And that's what happened here. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly, for once. Uh, this is the same organization that gave Driving Miss Daisy over Do the Right Thing. You know, movies that are like, or Crash Over Brookback Mountain, where it's like obvious, like, oh, here's this film that touches people emotionally and really, really tells a story that's going to last for a hundred years. Do the Right Thing in Brokeback Mountain. And this year we had a bunch of those. Yeah. And they were going against each other. And we didn't have, I would say the only, I don't even know if there was a weak link Especially amongst the ones that we thought were going to win. And I think it was very clear that it was down to Parasite, 1917, and then Once Upon a Time was kind of looking in. Yeah. Oh my God. I would have been ecstatic with any of those three. Looking back, I would have been like, oh, that's a great year. But I'm most happy about this one. I think this is, I think this is quote unquote right. Yeah. That Parasite won. It did exactly what a best picture movie is supposed to do. Made a lot of money. Yeah. It did the job. Made money. You know what I mean? That's at the end of the day, people make movies to like survive. Yeah. And, and get food on the table, you know? True. <laughs> you know, everybody needs a means to an end. Uh, it did that. It did that. It did that, you know, hand over fist, with making over almost $200 million worldwide box office. So, and then it also got that word of mouth thing that movies do, like Moonlight did a few years ago, like Whiplash did a few years ago, where it's like, holy shit, you have to see this. Parasite did that as well. It also has these wonderful performances. I don't know why none of them were up. That makes no sense from the Academy. Hey, we're going to give them best picture and all this stuff. And, but we're all not watching the same movie. Cause I think, I think every woman in that movie is better than Renee Zellweger. <laughs> That's just me. Yeah. And not only Renee Zellweger, but I think they're better than all of the other best female, uh, nominations. Yeah. Parasite is a 10 out of 10. It's a like knockout type. Holy shit. I'm never going to forget where I was when I saw that the first time kind of movie. It's cool to see that win. Yeah. I will never forget the 92nd Academy Awards because of that. <laughs> because of the reduced chance of mistakes, because the show was actually good. It actually had good nom- nominees throughout. And then and then we got a really, really fucking cool winner. That's great. We did. That's great. 
And I think the new president was a big part of that, big part of pushing for, Yeah, I, w- I don't want to say a non-traditional Oscars, but very much an Oscars that is going to kind of be a champion for change in the film industry. You would hope, yeah, for sure. Because the Oscars are, you know, whether or not you watch them or care about them, they're important to the movie world. They decide things. And for them to give top honors to Parasite is huge for foreign film. It's huge for diversity in film. And I think that we're just going to be seeing more of these kind of, these kind of like worthy films already the buzz around already, because I think because of Parasite, the buzz around um, that French film of portrait of lady on fire is already getting this buzz around it because it's like, Oh, this is really good. It's neon same company that picked up Parasite. Uh, that that's fucking cool. That's, that's the power of the Oscars and that's the power of, you know, word of mouth. And when you see something, when the average movie person sees, Oh my gosh, look, that Korean film beat everybody. Like they beat everybody. Not only he beat everybody, Bong Joon-ho won for directing, he won for screenplay. What in the hell? You know? Yeah. It's that kind of a thing where people are like, it demands your attention and that's awesome. That changes things. I think a really important statistic from the Oscars and one, one that I point out to people who don't like the Oscars which I think is, I think is silly because if you like movies, then why not, why not enjoy something that celebrates movies for three hours? Yeah, yeah. I understand that some of the music stuff's annoying, and I get like, maybe you're not down with all the nominations. You know, I haven't seen all the films, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's celebrating movies, and people are going on stage and talking, actors and directors and writers and cinematographers. For fuck's sake, we got to watch Roger Deakins come on the stage. You know. I was like starstruck when that happened. <laughs> if I get to see that happen, whether he gets a piece of gold or not, I, that's cool for me as a movie fan. I know the ratings were as low as they've ever been. That's they just, say that every year. That's how it's going to keep going yeah. because people have Netflix and all that shit and just don't, you know, yeah. this is a thing that's on, you know, basic cable. Uh, yeah, got still, still 24 p- million people watched. And I think there's always going to be a group of people who care a lot. And, and we're in that group, you know, okay. uh, here at Filmgasm. We are yeah. anyway. I'm not going to speak for Josh and Caleb. Well, <laughs> I will. So <laughs> I know that they, uh, their big issue with the Oscars is that they tend to block out genre films. Not true. Mostly the horror films. And in the, f- they're, for the most part, they're right. But there are the occasional, you know, Get Out and Silence of the Lambs and The Exorcist. But this year in particular there weren't really any horror films worthy of having an Oscar nomination in my book. No. I don't think so. No. Lupita Nyong'o, for us as a performance, maybe, but that's it. Yeah, pretty much. That's all I can think of anyway. And, I mean, you know, they're going to do what they want to do. I, I can't change their minds. And, you know, you're entitled to think whatever you want to think about the Oscars, but we, as in me and Austin, we believe in the Oscars. We think that they make a difference in how the way people oh, consider yeah. film. Oh, yeah. And... We're going to celebrate it here. Yeah, I, I got I got sidetracked here. There. Yeah, to, to further your point, a statistic that's always interesting that I point out to people that don't like the Oscars is in 2017, when, when Moonlight beat a La La Land, Moonlight had made around $20 million in their box office. Huge success. Great stuff for Barry Jenkins. But then it got re-released and made an extra $8 million. Oh, right on. That is huge. That changes Barry Jenkins' life. That changes those actors' lives. That changes A24's life, you know, it changes. That's a lot of money. To, so to say that the Oscars like mean nothing or they don't care or like, oh, that that's really it's horseshit. Really, it is. It really is. It's not true. There's like things you can look back. 
because this won this, it made this money afterwards. Yeah. Whether that's cool to you or not, doesn't matter. $8 million is $8 million. That's and true. this happens damn near every time. Parasite got re-released yeah. at a bunch of theaters in Texas. Theaters that it didn't even show prior because when people see that, they're like, oh, you know, if a bunch of these people voted on it, it must be good, you know. Yeah. Fair enough. The actual, like the symbol of an Oscar, the image, is synonymous with a good movie. Yeah. Regardless that, of whether or yes. not that's true. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, and I am the first person to say, you know, I you know, you and I both know Connor and I here can tell you who's won Best Picture damn near every fucking award yeah. show. I own fucking I own Wings, the first movie that I ever won, nineteen twenty seven, yeah. and it won in nineteen twenty eight. I we love this shit and we watch everything and we know that they've made horrible decisions. Yeah, many times. <laughs> I've already pointed out Crash over Brokeback. I've pointed out that Do the Right Thing didn't get nominated in that. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy one uh, Dances with Wolves over Goodfellas. Like it's, we know things have been robbed. Things have been stolen. That's part of the fun is because you look back and you're like, oh man, you know, but it's this like year, fantasy football, like it's the same deal. It's the same thing as, as everything. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sports fans, you know, I, I think in five years, we'll look back at the championship last year and be like, oh my God, like, you know, Kevin Durant was hurt the whole time and Clay Thompson was hurt and, you know, the Raptors won, but was it really a legit championship if their two best player, two of their, you know, three best players were out? You know, it's it, everything's situational. Everything you know comes down to circumstance. In 2019, we just had a stellar, stellar year. Yeah, and so all nine nominations were powerful and had something to say, regardless if they're whore or not. Um, I just, I think that's really narrow-minded. I hope, I hope horror fans, because this is that's most horror fans are going to be blocked off the Oscars. Do your research. Silence of the Lambs is one of the only movies to ever do what it did and win the Big Five. Mm. Uh, <laughs> And that's a horror movie through and through. I understand the consistency isn't there, but the consistency also isn't there for black exploitation films. It isn't there for thrillers or for rom-coms. You know what I'm saying? It's not just horror. <laughs> I think it's, and in, I think every year it should always be the film that deserves it. It shouldn't, yeah. the genre shouldn't matter. Like I, th- I personally, I really do. And I'm a huge fan of this film as we all know, but I do think hereditary should have been up there in the best yeah. picture nominations. Absolutely. I think it was constructed brilliantly. Yeah. But do I think it should have been in? No. It's just, it is like a, a horror uh, feast. You know, I understand what it is. It's not, it wasn't cinematic. I think it should have maybe been nominated for some technical awards. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. But, and and that, yeah. that's, you know, again, there's only five spots. Yeah. And you're going, to, you're going up against guys who have been doing it, like the Sam Mendes and, you know, the, the Tarantinos and the Spike Lees and the Martin Scorsese's and now the, the Bong Joon-ho. It's not, fuck, it's not easy. It's not easy. We wouldn't yeah. care if it wasn't, you know. And I could I would argue that Parasite, it has elements of a horror movie. Hell yeah, it does. It's, it's 100% a one hundred percent of genre. There's so many different genres yeah. swirled into that thing. It's the it is so, a genre piece. Yeah. I don't see why that wouldn't satisfy pretty much anybody. Uh, yeah, that's why it's so cool. Yeah, is that all across the board? When we were watching, it was really cool because we got to watch them live together. Yeah, and like I was like I was hyped. You were hyped. Your grandma, your mom, my brother, his wife. You know, we're all like, yeah, like. This movie broke through generations, you know? Yeah. Whereas last year, Green Book was very much for a specific audience. Yeah. Green Book was a safe choice. Yeah. And 1917 would have been safe too. I really like 1917. I like aspects of Green Book, but, oh boy, Parasite is one is probably the coolest best picture winner that I can think of in the past, what, 20 years? Yeah. I would say maybe even the past 30 years, because what from the 90s is cooler? I, you got to go back to like, I don't even know. I really don't. 
it's this is this is one of the coolest best picture winners of all time. It really is amazing. Perhaps I, I, I immediately go to Moonlight. Of course, it's like a personal favorite. Yeah. But then it, when I go as far as like stature and brilliant film, I, I go back to like No Country for Old Men. And then the nineties, the nineties doesn't really have one to me. That's like up with that, that caliber. I don't know. Not even lambs. It's close. I think parasites just has that, you know, it just, like you said, it doesn't have a genre. It just, uh, it just breaks everything. It, it, it may have broke the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> we will, we will see. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so let's take you through the show. Yeah. And just talk about the winners and talk about whether or not we agree with that. Yeah. So we'll be using IMDb's list. Uh, work our way up to Best Picture. Sounds good. So, first we have Best International Feature Film. What a shocker. Parasite won that. Don't even really need to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, was the, I think that's the one Oscar that was a fucking lock. I could have put a million dollars on it, yeah. yeah. And I would have been fine. <laughs> I could have slept at night. Would have bet my life that was going to take that. Best Live Action Short Film went to The Neighbor's Window. I didn't watch any of those. I have nothing to say. <laughs> They're on YouTube. Yeah. Best animated short film went to Hair Love. Have you watched that? I have not. Check it out. It's like five minutes on YouTube. Check it out. It is. It'll, yeah, make you weep. There wasn't any Pixar up for best animated short. That's rare. Usually they have something. Yeah, Hair Love, shout out. That movie, that that little short was so cute, so cool. I loved it. Nice. Best animated film went to Toy Story 4. Of course. Which is good because the globe went to Missing Link, which was a really strange Disaster. And Frozen 2 was not up for it, which was weird. Never. And, uh, I don't think I'm ever going to watch that unless, obviously, I have a daughter now. So yeah. if she gets really into Frozen at some point, which she probably will. because kind of You're kind of going to have We live in America. You yeah. have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> she's just, she's so into, I'm hope you know, I don't know. Obviously, she, my daughter turns one tomorrow. Woo. Oh, well, when we release this, she'll be one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's so into Steven Universe, the TV show. <laughs> have you ever watched that, the cartoon? I have not, no. It's, it's lovely. It's got really cool lessons in it and stuff and kind of deep kind kind of like why is why is my baby watching this you know <laughs> I, she really likes the colors and she loves the music like when the intro comes on she freaks out Aww. so i'm hoping maybe when she gets older she'll like like really strange and obscure movies as well rather than frozen <laughs> well you can try to you never know <laughs> You can try to point that you know point her in the right direction, but the second she hears you know let it go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, something's yeah, yeah. gonna click in there. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I know. And then you're screwed. I'm gonna be like, hey, you want to watch? I lost my body. <laughs> uh, uh, but I thought Toy Story Four was a phenomenal. film. It's lovely. It's great. What an awesome franchise. Yeah, four flawless movies. We within, can claim with, that within Pixar, which yeah. is really its own franchise because they all connect. So yeah, but. I don't think any film franchise in history has four solid, perfect movies. I mean, that's that's amazing. No, yeah. Some have it. three, some have two, but when they try that fourth movie, that's usually a fucking bomb, like, you know, Indy 4. But oh God. Toy Story 4 was great. Four movies that all made me cry. What are the odds? Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, still make me cry, yeah. Best documentary short went to Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone if you're a girl. Incredible. Yeah, I checked that out. That was, that was, I, I checked that one out uh, after, uh, after the show. Like, you know, when I got home, I was seeing what there's, there's a lot of stuff you can find on the internet, like for free. So check, oh, yeah. check those out. You know, they're like five, six minutes, you know, good shit. Yeah. Tony Hawk was in the audience supporting yes. this movie. Yes. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of t- tweets saying like this guy in the audience looks like Tony Hawk. And he said he had an existential crisis because of all those tweets. Uh. <laughs> like, Am I Tony Hawk? Oh my God. Best documentary went to American factory. 
Not surprising. And uh, documentaries aren't my strong suit. Regrettably. I've actually seen, read them off. I think I've seen all of them. Uh, there was American Factory, uh, Forsama, Honeyland, The Cave, and The Edge of Democracy. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen Forsama, but the other four I've seen. Oh, man. Honeyland, I would say American Honey and Honeyland. American Factory and Honeyland are the two that you gotta got to check out at some point. Okay. You'd really enjoy it. Especially American Factory, man. It's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling stuff. And, you know, Obama was, like, super behind it and stuff. You know, you know interesting part of our culture, for sure. Nice. I don't think it's uh, crazy to say that Netflix fucking scored. Oh my god! How many Nef- how many nominations do they have? Like twenty something, something like that. Yeah, they had I mean, big- obviously the Irishman and you know Marriage Story. Yeah, but so impressive that like if you'd have told me that four years ago, I'd have said you're batshit crazy. You know, are you cra- are you kidding me? Wonderful, I love it. Just you know, more pointing towards the future. Well, Visual- it's, it, Netflix is like the it's the one that's for the people. Yeah, because it's it's. Uh, a reasonable price and everybody can watch it. Everybody has access to it 24 seven. Uh, like Ava DuVernay is about to do another film with them. She did it the 13th. She did when they see us and she's like, I'm not going to stop working with them because they allow everyone, including, you know, let, uh, demographics that don't just are under the poverty line. They can watch Netflix too. Cause they can fucking share their password and their username and all this. And I, I appreciate that so much. I lo- and I hope artists keep, Using this platform? Yeah. I mean, come on. We saw Scorsese and Noah Baumbach both come out with a film. Alfonso Cuaron in 2018. Come on. So we're so lucky. <laughs> we are. We really are. We like, live in the best You think time about that name. Fan. You think about Alfonso Cuaron, the guy who did Gravity, the guy who did Children of Men. It's not fair. Like, <laughs> not just a movie, but like his magnum opus. His yeah. His personal movie. And Noah Baumbach as well. Yeah. I would say his, his masterpiece. Yeah. I would say. Uh, Scorsese. It's not my favorite, but a lot of people see it as a masterpiece, you know? Yeah. It's definitely like the, it's like the Avengers of gangster movies. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. bringing back the, uh, <laughs> the big three. One more time. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Best visual effects went to 1917, and I gotta say, I don't agree with that one. Neither do I. I think it's a great movie. I think visual effects is not a strong suit. I would have given that to The Lion King, personally. Not a great movie again. Endgame. But Endgame? Endgame? Okay, so Lion King, I actually watched that the other day. Yeah. Hated it. It's weak. It's like, a weak like movie. Like, hated it. I thought but it was trash. It, it's a terrible movie, but it, it looks, looks incredible. unbelievable. It looks... Uh, yeah. I was like, y'all should have just made a National Geographic thing or whatever. I don't, <laughs> don't know what's going on. Yeah. Don't understand that movie at all and why it was made, but they it looks brilliant. all the life out of the in game, literally, it's, it's content, which is good. It, it absolutely needs computers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it inserts it, the current Avengers into old movies, and you get to oh see my God. all of them fight together. I don't understand. Like, what do they have to do? What does Marvel have to do? They have to have a uh, a movie led by an all-black cast that makes a billion dollars. Yeah. That's how they get Oscars. Yeah. Three, actually. Three Oscars. Three, yes. <laughs> now, it, it makes absolutely no sense that your your main villain Thanos, yes. which is made with C- CGI, is not a real. I I don't understand how that movie can't win. I don't know everything Mar- visually; it should win. The Oscars have always kind of looked down on Marvel. Yeah, I don't really well, they, know they why. look down on superhero stuff. Typically, yeah, because they they didn't look down on Joker. That's true. Because it's like, oh, oh, you know, it's tainted different. And like you said, you know, Black Panther did really well. Um, because it has an all-black cast. Black Panther's not better than Endgame as a movie. It's not. 
Sound I better? like Black Panther. Me too. I, I do not I, think it should have been. I'm not trying. Picture. I would in no way try to bash it as a film. I think it's good. It's good. But it's not. There's like five Marvel movies out of that, out of the MCU that are better. Yeah. Like I have no problem saying that. I can name them right now. You know, in uh, Endgame, Infinity War, uh, Civil War, Ragnarok. Those are all better. Yeah. Those are all more entertaining, better movies overall. But I know. understand the cultural significance of Black. Panther. I totally get it. And it's it's a great movie. It's not best picture, not material. I don't think it should have been up. No, last year. and if we're going to do that, then Endgame should have been up this year. Yes, which was, you know, the the highest grossing film of all time and a revolutionary exactly like lesson in storytelling. Yes. So, like I mentioned earlier with Parasite, Parasite checked all the boxes of like making money and getting word of mouth and being being you know something that affects people on a higher level. Well, Endgame does that as well. It doesn't maybe check all the boxes of like oh my god, intellectual, you know, whoa. But it checks checks all the other ones very very well. Yeah, and the best of the best, it makes the most money no matter what. It's uh, my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and there's so many people who call it their favorite movie of the year. It was such a. I just, it was I, my number one pick for top ten of the of the decade. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's monumental for you as a as a movie fan. I yeah. sob every time I watch that movie. It brings up so many feelings of nostalgia yeah. for me. Yeah, I, I really, I just, I'll never understand why that th- that movie hinges upon. It's visual effects. And so it should win because it's the best at it. Yeah. They're the best at it. Sorry. They have the most money. They have, they put their, they put their resources into it. They hire good actors. They get people who are believable. They have amazing costumes. They do their work. They turn like indie <laughs> film directors into big stars. They made, they made, they've made their own world. Yeah. And then they, yeah. Um, your man, uh, Taika Waititi, um, now has an Oscar nomination and a win now because of this, because yeah. of Ragnarok. The Russo brothers have become like iconic yeah. in pop culture for what it's they've just, done. It's just frustrating because I don't know when it's ever going to end. I would be more, I am more, as a movie fan, I'm more frustrated by Marvel and superhero movies being shut out than horror. Because horror hasn't totally been shut out. I think you have to look. Yeah. I think horror has gotten looks here and there for different different. Um, but every time you categories. think there's going to be a revolution with superhero movies like The Dark Knight yeah. or Black Panther, it never Continues. happens. It never always, actually happens. It yeah. freezes out again. Yeah. I don't know what kind of movie has to be made for them to finally take notice of this. Don't know. And I don't count Joker. Neither do I. It's, it's a comic book movie, but it's not a superhero movie. It's a like it's drama. It's like a dr- yeah. About yeah. a man losing his fucking mind. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I yeah. liked Joker. Me too. It's good. So next up we have best sound editing, which went to Ford v Ferrari. Fair enough. Yeah, of course. You got all kinds of things going on. <laughs> I'll take that. Why not? Great movie. Best sound mixing went to 1917 again. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's it's these are hard because yeah, it's like well, what it's kind of like what do you prefer? Because there's so much noise going on. Obviously, like yeah. for me, I think Uncut Gems should have won all these because I think the amount that's going on when they're in the store, the amount of sound and the amount, and and mostly because I'm biased, I'm okay with admitting that, and because I did some research into what um, the softies did for for that film, the amount of editing they had to do for the sound and connecting things. And it just blew my mind. 1917. I get it. Yeah. You got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> I, yeah. A lot of fucking noise and, and lots of layers, really, really amazing score. Um, and, and, and you got shit that's happening that we, we haven't quite seen in that fashion. We obviously big scene when the plane's coming at, yeah. I, I couldn't believe how real that felt. How when it was getting more near and the sound just kind of you know sweltered and built up and built up until 
you're like, holy shit, this is like the climax of the movie, and it's yeah. fucking dark. You 1917 know? hits you on all senses. And it does. It does. It deserves a lot of these awards. The ones it got are the ones it deserved. And I'm mostly glad that when you look back, it got a lot of nominations. It did. Doesn't you, you don't always need a bunch of wins. Like, if you get the nod, you get the nod. Yeah. Get that nod. You still, you know, like, actors are still listed as Academy Award nominee. Yes. So-and-so. Yes. That's well, yeah, important. if you look on, like, Wikipedia, and you go to... Or if you just search on Google, you just search best actor winners. It'll pull up all five guys and it'll have, it'll have the winner in gold. It'll have them in like a yellow highlighted thing. Yeah. That's great. That's why I really wish Adam Sandler would have got a spot. I, I don't think like, fuck. It's not know? over for him. He's going to get one someday. Me too. He, it's I got, agree he's with got you. it in. Him. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. Punch trunk love, uncut gems, third time's a third. And there's too many people <laughs> I've heard that like believe in him including Daniel fucking day Lewis. <laughs> After I heard all those guys kind of respect him and talk about him as an actor, I was like, all right, I, maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe there's a whole wave of his career that we haven't seen yet. Nah, man. He's in his 40s. So yeah, let's just wait. Let's wait it out. This is phase two. Yeah. <laughs> phase two of who knows how many, yeah. Best original song went to I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man, Sir Elton John. Hell yeah. Wonderful. We got performances from all five nominees. As usual, yes. I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough, Diane Warren, Stand Up from Harriet, Cynthia Erivo, Cynthia Into the Unknown, Frozen 2, Adina Menzel, and I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away, Toy Story 4, Randy Newman. And all four of those songs were dog shit compared to Elton John's I'm Gonna Love Me Again. And, and <laughs> hot take, all the performances live were kind of dog shit. They all kind of sucked. Except for Elton John. Except for Elton John. Elton like, John. Look at that guy. Yeah. <laughs> look at that guy's sunglasses. Yeah, like the, the Frozen thing yeah. was, was a great idea, but it, I thought it was like a disaster. It didn't sound good. A couple of them were not good singers. Really cool idea, but... Randy Newman oh, yeah. was weak. Oh, yeah. I was not expecting that. I think it's just a weak song. And, and then Cynthia Revio, I'm just really upset about her like straight up stealing a nomination from so many talented women. Ooh. Uh... Plus, Harriet's just not a good movie. <laughs> I don't really like Judy that much either, though, so th- those are tough. Yeah. But, yeah, it, yeah, the performances were weird. And then out of nowhere, you had, you know, Eminem. And at the beginning, you had yeah. at the beginning you had Janelle Monae do this weird melee that was like, whoa. like It was a weird celebration of, like, every movie that wasn't nominated. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a little Midsummer, a little Us. Us, yeah. And I didn't know what the hell she was saying. The lyrics were kind of indecipherable. And then Eminem just showing up playing Lose Yourself was cool but yeah weird uh, a song that won best song back in 2000 what 2003 for eight just, mile he wasn't there and he wasn't there that time so they waited almost 20 years to have him know. come back it it, it was weird <laughs> a lot of people are like oh that was a nice surprise i i was like i don't know i'm so about can we just get to the next award can yeah. we just see can i just see fucking sam elliott up there or something you know and my talk? favorite thing about having no hosts cutting all that cutesy crap yeah but then you've got you know they still try to somehow stretched they were like, the show. They were like something like they're double digit fucking musical performances and that that's too many for the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, we just had the Grammy or yeah, didn't we just have the Grammys or I don't know. I don't know. It leave that leave that there, you know? Um I, I love all the I love Janelle Monet. I love all these people. But yeah, I just don't think we need it. I'm a big fan of seeing the songs that were nominated. Just those five. Play. That's it. I like that. But that that is all we need. And I think you space them out like one at the very beginning. You know, space them out because there should just be five. Do like every like 40 minutes, you know, bang, bang, bang. Done. There you go. Yeah. They should just let us run it, but (laughs) I don't know. And then I, what did you think of Billie Eilish's uh, performance of yesterday for the In Memoriam? 
<sighs> Here we go. Billy Eilish. Billy, 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 Billy boy. <laughs> I don't know what I think about this artist. I really don't. I'm so conflicted. Some of my, some of my very good friends and then my girlfriend like her music a lot. And I, I don't. I don't. I like her voice. think she's got a cool voice. I don't think it's that unique. I don't understand her get up, her look. It's that's not you know. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not. I, I'm not trying to judge. I, I listen to weirdos. You know, fucking the Smiths. Morrissey's one of my favorite artists ever. So I'm not. I'm not saying she's like too weird or artsy, or that her hair's green. No, I just don't. I don't quite understand it all. She's so young. Kind of reminds me of Lord. I was just. I'm just confused on what her identity is and who actually writes all the music. I know her brother's really involved. I'm not. It's just not. It's not totally for me. And then I know this is where you come in big time is I know in the back of my mind, this is the person doing the bond music. And that's where I really am like, ah, oh, man, like I, I just a, don't know who it is. I have something to say about that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you continue. Cause yeah, I, yeah. ultimately I don't know who Billy is. I don't know her. I know like four songs. So, yeah. She had a song on FIFA last year. So I knew that one from playing the game a lot. <laughs> and she has, she has a cool voice. I get it. I, I just, I don't personally connect with it. I guess, you know, that's just I understand. me. That's just me. So, I, in a few episodes, I've talked a lot of shit about Billie Eilish do, doing the Bond theme. Yeah. The song, No Time to Die, was released yesterday. Yeah. And I am here to say I take back everything I have said. Okay. I fucking love the song. Great. It's, it reminds me of a combo between Skyfall and Spectre. Oh, great. Like It feels like a This is the End song. Mm-hmm. It's fucking phenomenal, and it's gotten me even more excited about the movie. That's great. So... I still don't know how I feel about her, but you like the song. Way to go on the Bond theme! Hell yeah! So there you go. I like that. That's great. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, you know, I have friends. I have friends who are like really into her music, and my, and my girlfriend Brianna, she loves it. She loves her music. So yeah, I, I probably need to like give an album a chance. You know, that's always big for me is like listening to an album all the way through and seeing what they're like. That, that's what uh, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I even when I was younger, I was very hesitant on the the Beatles. But then I listened to Sgt. Pepper all the way through, and I was like, whoa. That was, that was really cool. I don't know. For me, I'm biased with, a, with me too. 25 me too. songs because there's 25 Bond films. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I love all 25 of those yeah. songs. Yeah. I hate a lot of those artists. Die Another okay. Day was, okay. the, was the first Bond film I ever saw. I like that song. I fucking hate Madonna to, to my core. Yeah. So I don't think you have to, like, you can hate Billie Eilish if you want. Oh, I, yeah, I definitely don't hate her because I don't know. Yeah, don't know anything about. I listen her. to a few of her songs outside of "No Time to Die," and yeah, I don't like her music at all. Yeah. But I like that song. Hell yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm gonna definitely gonna check it out when we're done recording. It is. It's pretty haunting. I liked it. I'm ready. Uh, best original score went to Hilder Guanadotier for Joker. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is what got me the win. The forty dollars <laughs> at Connor's house. Yep, I was defeated. I was <sighs> yep for the first time in years, and I'm glad it was to Austin. <laughs> so, so Connor, myself, and my oldest brother Adam, we all were very close. And your mom, yes, we were neck and neck, it pretty was a much, close one. pretty much the whole show. Yeah, and then we knew because we, but we all knew we had 1917 winning. Yeah, we all knew we had Joaquin Phoenix. We all knew we had Renee Zell. We kind of, those big ones, we all had the same shit. Yeah. So it kind of came down to a few more technical and it came down to this. Yeah. Because at this point you were a couple behind, your mom was a couple behind and my brother and I were tied. You're like, all right, 
he chose 1917. I chose Joker for best score. And it came to this and I was outside smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And I came back and said, they're like, Austin, you won. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. Cause the rest of them, we all knew, you know, we yeah. all had the same thing. So yeah, thanks. No problem. Thanks Hilda. <laughs> or how do you say her name? I don't know. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I've tried in like five different she, episodes. She was great. And her speech about Todd Phillips is cool. Kind of, kind of clearing the air about how people don't respect him because he made the hangover and due date. I don't respect him because of that story where he was like locking extras in a train car and not letting him go to the bathroom. Yeah, see, I don't know about all that. Yeah, see, that's why I don't I've read about Todd that. Phillips. I've read about that, but I don't know all about all about all that. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. See, I love Stanley Kubrick, and he did some twisted shit. True, but I don't like him as a person. But his movies are fucking phenomenal. It's also so different when like we see Todd Phillips' face all the time now, and Kubrick. We didn't know who he was ever because we were both four years old when he passed away. Yeah. So it's a whole different, you know, we, we have so much access to these guys now. True. You can really be like, fuck that guy, you know, and you feel like you know him. You know what I mean? It's it's weird. It's probably a bad place <laughs> to be as a culture, but whatever. It's it's entertaining. <laughs> I Honestly, I, would, I don't think she should have won. I don't remember the score from Joker. But the oh no! I don't think she should have won either. But the score from 1917 is stuck in my head, and I want I wanted that to win so bad. I love Thomas Newman too. So. This is this is a shout out. This is going to be. I know this is going to be sound kind of lame, but Motherless Brooklyn had the best score hands down of any movie I saw. Classic 70s, lots of lots of horns, lots of brass. Oh man, Edward Norton, great call on that score. That was great. And I don't think John Williams should have been up. No, dude's got 52 nominations. It's John Williams and. I don't, I don't like, like that. The I don't obligatory like Star Wars, just because it's Star Wars doesn't mean you need to nominate Just because it's J-Dub, yeah, no. no. No, no. A couple of the movies, sure, but this recent trilogy, fuck no. Fuck off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Best makeup went to Bombshell. That, rightly as it so. should have. Rightly so. I Transformed thought, yeah. multiple people. I fucked up on that one. I nominated, I voted for Joker, but I forgot about... Uh, John, John Lithgow, Lithgow yeah, yeah, and Charlie Theron. John yeah. Lithgow becoming Roger Ailes was the, the lynch for the linchpin for that. Yeah. So, yeah, my mistake, but well deserved. Yes. Bombshell. <laughs> Best costume design went to Little Women. When in doubt, go for the period film. That's usually going to win. Horseshit. <laughs> what do you think should have taken costume? Uh, what else was up? JoJo, Once Upon a Time, Joker, and The Irishman. Not the Irishman. That's too easy, too. That's just suits. Well, in Little Women, I'm like, oh, we've seen this like a thousand times. Oh, my God. True, but they have to make this shit from scratch. Yeah, I, I just, I, I like, I think I'll go Once Upon a Time. I would, I think I went JoJo on that. Or Jo, yeah, JoJo, yeah. JoJo's, Cause see, the, that's even tougher. It was creative the way they kind of put some color into the yes, Nazis. Yes, yes, which we've literally never seen in American culture. We've never seen an American movie oh, no. made where, where Germany... In, ni- in the 1940s, Germany filmed with color. Yeah. Ever. We've never seen that. It is, a lot of the film is just kind of Germany, you know, through the day, day to day. Yeah. My, my, my older brother, Jeremy, he's not really that aware of like the Oscars and whatnot. And he asked me about all the nine movies and he was like, what the hell is Jojo Rabbit? And he was like, oh, okay. I like Taika. He's like, I like what we do in the shadows and I like Ragnarok. He's like, but what is this? Like Hitler's like a silly, like silly, like silly character. I was like, yeah, it's all sad. I was like. I was like, well, imagine being, this movie's genius. The yes. more and more I think about it, imagine being a 10-year-old living in Berlin and you wake up every day, you brush your teeth and you do your thing, you put your clothes on, you get ready to go to school and the news is on. The news is saying, 
you know, everyone else is bad. Uh, only people that are white and have this certain hair color and eyes yeah. and eye color. Like th- those are the people that you should be friends with. Everybody else. Eh. These are kids who grew up believing the Nazis. Yeah. Were heroes. So, so you're 10 and then you believe that and you believe that and you believe that and you believe that. And then by the time you're 20, you're like, Oh my God, this is me. And now I'm fucking, I'm a man and now I'm yeah. lethal. And now I can do things and hurt people. Holy shit. That's fucking scary as hell. Yeah. And this movie finally actually went inside that actually went inside that. And it was fucking hilarious because, because it is hilarious. It is so absurdly stupid that someone like Hitler and this group of Nazis, these people in Germany actually thought this. They actually like the, the part, you know, you got, Oh, it's funny. Cause it's true. Yeah. You're like, Oh my God. You're, you're like, probably shouldn't laugh, but you're like, yeah, I'm laughing at how absurd our, the, the, the human history has, has been, <laughs> You know, yeah. are you fucking serious? You know, like, cause if you, if you just told some guy who knew nothing about uh, world history, American history, you're like, Hey man, one time there's this guy, a weird guy with the mustache and this fucking nasty, you know, side swoop. He just, he decided that like white, white people with, you know, the certain hair, like they just thought they were superior to everybody. I'd be like, hair well, that, color he didn't have. well, and if you told me that now and I just like, I had no, I'd just be like, well, that's weird. You know, that's unfair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's the definition of unfair. And, and Jojo Rabbit finally gives us that. Like, oh, like, holy it shit. It puts man. out the absurdity in the Nazis' plan. Yeah. And so when well, people... At the same time, not being insensitive about it. Yeah, and I don't... I, I've heard a lot of people like that don't really want to like... They're like, oh, I don't know if I should see that. It's like, no, you should. Yeah. You should. Especially as an American. You know, Germans... Trust me, Germans have definitely thought about this and been like, oh my God, you know, this is a part of our fucking culture. We got to get rid of this. We got to better ourselves. I've spoken to plenty of German people who feel this way. They're like, no, like yeah. that, that's a guy. And that is a party who is insane. We are Germany. We are Deutschland. We move forward, you know, that sort of thing. And it's like a healing process. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit's like a p- part of that, a part of that culture. Yeah. It's sure. one, it's one of my favorite World War II movies of all time. Absolutely. And that's, that's such an amazing thing because there's been so many, so many made. Absolutely. Did you buy it? I haven't Didn't it just come out? Or? That and 4v Ferrari came out. Oh fuck. I haven't gotten a chance. Which one's your other own if you had to choose? I know I you're gonna to. I know you're gonna get both, but yeah. probably buy JoJo first. That's so hard. Because I can't wait to watch <laughs> They Ford were both Ferrari. fantastic. I can't wait to watch Ford vs. Ferrari on Blu-ray. I know. I wanna <laughs> I'm gonna get them both the first chance I But get. I can't wait to show Jojo Rabbit to people, like lend it out to, to friends and be like, check this out, man. <laughs> For sure. But they're both great, yeah. <laughs> Best production design went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. See, there we go. That's yeah. that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah, Re, you know, recreating the look of 1969 Los Angeles, a very iconic, specific look to that time and place. Um, Perfection. And still with so much Tarantino flavor. Oh, the, yeah. The colors, the way Brad Pitt's dressed all the time with like the moccasins and like fucking Wrangler jeans and then a Hawaiian shirt. All that is, you know, it's all methodical. It's all thought up. It's all... There are no accidents in a Quentin no. Tarantino film. A lot of that stuff's like on the page. Yeah. yeah. Like, he writes it down. So really cool. I respect that a lot. For sure. F- best film editing went to 4V Ferrari. Fair enough. I'll take it. Way to go. Best cinematography. Without a doubt, it was always going to be Roger Deakins for 1917. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy's a legend. And Might he, be the best to ever do it. He yeah. filmed a movie in such a unique way that's going to stick with me forever. And he looks like the kind of guy I want to have a fucking drink with. He looks like Roger Daltrey. Doesn't, doesn't he just look like a guy? He's probably got the coolest stories in the world. Oh, yeah. 
working with all kinds of people. And- Speaking of cinematography, I found out last night, I can't believe I never noticed this, Dean Cundy, the guy responsible for mm-hmm. filming most of John Carpenter's work, yeah. also filmed Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no fucking yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cundy's one of the, like, yeah, one of those names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Absolutely. Wonderful. Oh, there's a reason that's, like, stood. Because it looks good. It's filmed well. Yes, it is. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. They're not for everybody, but it's a good movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They just, they just happen to be for you. Oh, they're very much for me. <laughs> they are my movies. So cool. <laughs> Best adapted screenplay went to Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit. Hell yeah. I, I voted for that. I was not expecting him to you win. You were elated. I was so fucking happy. I, that was the happiest I saw you the entire night. I couldn't believe it. I really wanted him to win that, and I'm so glad he we did. We high-fived. Yeah, we were really That was ecstatic. a big moment. Yeah. Oh, it's huge for him. I'm so happy to see uh, yeah, him succeed like that. And uh, my God, I can't wait to see what he does next. Oh. Well, gonna well it's going to be hundreds of things. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got his, he's got his fingers. In oh, he is. Eyes. I would say he's like one of the five guys you need to look out for for, yeah. the, next, for the next like 20 years. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. He's one of those guys, yeah. Best original screenplay went to Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Whoop, of whoop. course. And his, his writing partner, Jin Wan Han. And yeah. Of course, it was his second Oscar of the night. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he had random speeches prepared for various awards he was up for, and he got to do all of them. Wonderful. <laughs> and when, when he got screenplay, that's when he took a, took a little moment to... Because, you know, international film, that was for everybody. Screenplay, that's from his brain. Yeah. Um, that's like his own hand doing the work. So when he was holding the gold, he like just stared at it. He stared at the statue like, oh my God. <laughs> It was like a it was like a little kid, you know, in a candy shop. It reminded me a lot of a LeBron James when he won his first NBA championship with the Heat. Uh, he like he looked like a little boy. He just looked at the the, cha- the trophy like, and that's what Bong looked like. Like whoa, like I beat all those guys. Like holy shit, you know. It was just it was like a humbling moment. Like he he accepted it in such a fine fashion, and uh, all those guys, you know, Marty and all those guys, you know, there's nothing they could. They're like, yeah. Yep. You know, what are we going to do? And then he took director also. Of Bong course. Joon-ho won of course. Best Director, defeating Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, Sam Mendes, and Todd Phillips, two of which are his heroes, Yeah, Tarantino and Scorsese. He got to defeat them, and he was very much like, I can't believe I beat you guys. And he gave them praise. Scorsese got a mini standing O from the whole audience because he's Scorsese. Yeah, and, and Bong Joon-ho you know, quoted Marty and said, the most creative is the most personal and said, Marty didn't even know it. And he said, that is a quote, of course, from the great Martin Scorsese. (laughs) And Marty was like, ah, you know (laughs) me. Holy shit. I've said a lot of stuff. (laughs) Uh, and then Tarantino, he looked at Quentin. He was like, Quentin, you're the guy who put my movies in your list. Like on, like you put my movies, the host in your top 20 list of the, of the decade. People watch my movie because of that. Like, I can't thank you enough. And you know, and he, he and he and then he goes on to say that he wishes he had a Texas chainsaw <laughs> so that he could chop the trophy in five pieces to share it with his other fellow nominees. I just I love the guy. Oh, he's the best. I love him so much. He's a film fans director. Yes. Without a doubt. Yes. I, his hair, <laughs> the glasses, the way he's operating, you can tell he's very funny, very quick witted. I'm so excited to see what he does next. Oh man. I've got so many films to revisit now because of him. Yeah, yeah. He's, to check out. He is, yeah, he's here to stay. I can't believe he beat Sam Mendes. He was the favorite. Yeah. Like, whew. Yeah. 
Now we get into the more predictable ones, but still, let's talk about them. Best yeah. Supporting Actress went to Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Of course. No surprise. Really cool speech. Yeah, but... Talked about her mom and dad. That was amazing. That was really cool. True. But I th- I, I think this should have gone to Margot Robbie. I, I thought she gave the best supporting performance in that category. And I think this was more like a career Oscar. It was safe. It was safe. It was safe. I love Laura Dern and Marriage Story. I love Marriage Story, but I, I feel you. I feel you. I personally think I would go Scar Joe for Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Um, well, well, personally, I would really go all the other Parasite, like I said. Yeah, yeah. I but think, in that group. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that. Margot really, for me anyway, perfectly conveyed the sense of a woman trapped in, you know, do I do what I have to do to get ahead? Or do I report this guy and save my own, you know, myself? Her performance sort of defines the Me Too movement. It does. It does. Whether people like that or not, or like the movie Bombshell or not, Margot Robbie really represents, like, a lot of people. She's not even based on a real character. She's based on an amalgamation of several characters. Yeah, exactly. 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 Margot, well done. Margot had had an unbelievable 2019, and she's already on her way to a great 2020 with Birds of Prey. She fucking, I know it didn't do well, but yeah. she's good in it. People are recognizing that. True. They're recognizing her work, which is good. It is, yeah. And she fucking knows what she's doing in Hollywood, man. She does. She's playing the game. Yeah. Working with all kinds of people. That she's she's a hell of a producer. She's uh, yeah. getting shit done. Mm-hmm. And she's a great actress. And uh, she is going to get gold one day. I've yeah, done. since Wall Street, since Wolf of Wall Street, she has not left the spotlight. She kind of came out of fucking nowhere and mm-hmm. just dominated Hollywood really fast. Yep. Hats off to her, man. Wonderful. Love Margo. But, you know, Laura Dern's a great actress, too. But And like you said, yeah, you know, she didn't get nominated for, like, Wild at Heart with David, David Lynch's movie. There's been plenty of ones that people were like, oh, but she was great in this, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was like a safe, very Oscar-y pick. Yeah. But I do love her, and I, I really like that she shouted out Bruce and then her mom, Diane. She was like, you guys got game. Like, that, that was cool. That, that was really cool that she said that about her own her own parents being her heroes because they're both awesome performers. And Bruce Dern, we know here at Filmgasm, we fucking love Bruce Bruce Dern. (laughs) Oh my God, what a guy. So Best Supporting Actor went to Brad Pitt. Don't even need to. Very happy with that. Don't even need to talk about it. What a guy. He gave a fantastic speech. Perfect. Almost a little nerve-wracked. Like he he felt, I think he was very humbled. Brad Pitt's a a (sighs) class act. Great dude. He said, yeah, he talked about how he moved to LA, how he used to go to the drive-in with his dad and he took all this shit out and, you know, wanted to become an actor. And he, he literally was like, once upon a time in Hollywood, man, what, you know, like it was so Brad Pitt, such a Brad Pitt moment. Oh, yeah. He didn't plan any of that. That just came to him and he was just kind of like, ain't that the truth? Just, yeah. Soaked it up. <laughs> he soaked up that moment. It was perfect. Very, very much like McConaughey when he won for Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, very much the same. A little same bit vibe. less pretentious than McConaughey's speech. Well, well but, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I really, I really like that McConaughey speech, though. Mm, I don't know. I think it's pretentious to say you're your own hero. I mean, I get what he was trying to say, but it came off as a little insincere to me. That's fair. Well, we're about to get one that might might have bothered you a little bit too. Then with Joaquin, or no? No, actually, I thought he was incredibly sincere. I yeah. was really surprised by him. Uh. I just want to point out the people that Brad Pitt beat. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a decent group. Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Anthony Hopkins, and Tom Hanks. All Oscar winners. Get out of here. <laughs> Brad Pitt defeated them. It, it, like in a landslide. God damn. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> Cliff Booth. 
Oh, so great. I love how we took an opportunity to point out that we need to recognize the stunt workers mm-hmm. in Hollywood. I love that. You had to. And it's true. Like, how do we not have that at this point? Best stunt. That needs to happen. Best stunt work. Yeah. These people die for their work. Yeah, let's take away one of the fucking music performances and add an actual movie category. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Best actress went to Renee Zellweger for Judy. Boo. Big shocker. <laughs> Just, that was the that was the most safe. Oh, yeah. One. And and her speech, yikes. She Where the hell was she going? I, I feel like because she, I think she had to, she followed Joaquin, and I feel like she had to say something. I think she thought she had to say something of that caliber, but she couldn't figure it out. Not possible. She kept going in so many different directions that in the end she said nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And very I, frustrating. And I'm I'm yeah. I'm not a fan of hers. Like her work. Yeah, I like Renazel Wagner. I'm not a fan of her off. I, I kind of felt how you felt about Scarjo. That's kind of how I feel. It might be a little blind. Oh, okay. But I have seen a lot of stuff. I love Chicago. Uh I just don't she kind of bothers me. Kind of bothers me. Okay. And and I thought that that Oscar was the most yeah was the most like, eh, eh, we just don't feel like doing the work to watch anything. Like fuck you, man. There's so yeah. many so many women put out like wonderful wonderful performances that they just I guess they just didn't feel like watching. I don't yeah. know. I think that I really liked Judy. I liked her performance, but she stole that Oscar from Scarlett Johansson. That was her yeah. performance in Marriage Story. Oh, yeah. Of wrong. those five, Scarjo is hands down. I mean, Aquafina wasn't even nominated. I would have given it to her. Which is absurd. Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, uh, I can't remember her name. The girl from Jennifer Kent's next uh, second movie, Nightingale. She was like lights out in that. There's plenty. There's plenty. And they, just, they just don't fucking, yeah. They don't. Well, once I found out that the Oscar, the voting community, the, uh, the Academy, they only watched like a 15-minute clip yeah. of these movies. Yeah. I couldn't fucking believe it. That hurt to find that out. The president says, "Like I don't." He said that I oh, don't. Good. He like he was like personally, I don't like. His his two favorite movies of the year were The Souvenir by A twenty four and Midsommar by A twenty four. Come on. Okay. What a wacky taste, you know. Those are his Funny two how personal favorites. Were nominated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is an it's a group effort. Best actor went to Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Joaquin finally has Oscar gold, and yeah. He did, yeah, he earned it. Yeah. I'll give it, yeah. This this was a little bit of a career Oscar, but also, holy shit, he fucking did the work for Joker. Adam Driver, man. <laughs> I just think... He I, was fantastic, yeah. I actually do think we'll look back and be like, eh, shit. I think it's one of those we'll look back. I think it'll be like an in-the-moment thing. I think we'll look back. I think when you rewatch Marriage Story, you'll be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Whereas when you rewatch Joker, you'll be like, yeah, that was, that was cool. Because I did, I did, I did both. I, I saw Joker in theaters with you, of course, and yeah. a couple of my buddies, and we had a good time. And then I watched it again at home, and you know, did the same thing with, you know, I, I, with Marriage Story. I, I watched it. I've watched it twice, and I just, I think as time goes on, I think this happens a lot with the, I think this happens a lot with the performance Oscars. As we look back, and we're like, oh shit, I think we kind of missed that one because it takes a little time sometimes to digest or process a performance. Um, and sometimes you just like in the heat of the moment, you're like, Oh, we got to give it to him. Like it's Joaquin, but it's like, yeah, did y'all see the master? <laughs> it's tough. It's just tough. Cause you, like you said, 
they like only watch 15 minutes. You're like, what are they really, what is, what, what's really the goal here? Does the movie need to be really good? And then the performance, or is it the performance, the only thing that matters? I think I in know. this case with the, with the performance Oscars, yes, 100% the performance matters over the movie. Mm-hmm. And well, this, yeah, obviously with Renee Zellweger. In this yeah. case, I, I understand what you're saying. I do agree that sometimes the performance doesn't last. I don't think this is one of those times. With Joaquin. Yeah. No, I don't think it's not going to last, but I, I don't think it's as... It's not as good as Heath Ledger. And I don't think it's, it's a, not. And I don't think it's as just as good as people think. Like, but he's not playing that kind of Joker. He's no. He's not playing a Batman's Joker. He's playing I'm, just a mentally ill I'm just, man. I, I'm comparing to the other guy that won the Oscar as well for playing a comic book character. The same comic book The same, character. yeah. Well, that's the only comic book character that apparently will ever get nominations. <laughs> apparently, yeah. Fingers crossed for Blade, Mahershala Ali's Blade, because he's already got two wins. <laughs> You never know. I yeah. I, I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. I just watched them both again, Marriage Story and Joker. I try to watch all. I try to see every movie twice because I think that's. I think that's you. You owe it to the movie to see it again, especially if you didn't like it the first time. Huh, that's that's tough. Uh, like Midsommar, you need to watch Midsommar again. I've, yeah, because I think you need to give it. I think you need to give it another chance. I had to watch The Master again because I didn't quite like it the first that's time. True. I'm not saying every movie. You know, you don't need to watch Fast. Fast and the Furious 2 or whatever, you need to watch that twice over because you know that <laughs> the first time it was a piece of garbage the first time you watched it. But you know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially these yeah. Oscar movies when you're trying to like judge, you're trying to compare art. You have to be serious. You have to like really take it into account. I'm, I remember talking to your mom and I think your mom and I agreed just like, ah, I think in the long run, Adam Drivers was just, was just more. Well, like, True. Had more going on. But to be fair, she hasn't seen Joker. Oh, your mom hasn't? Oh, shit, I didn't know that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, then she, yeah. <laughs> She's like, the Academy voters only watch 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Just all cards on the table here. <laughs> all cards on the table? Yeah. I'm yeah. the only one of my family who actually saw all these movies. You saw everything. Yes. But, I don't know. We'll see. I think Adam Driver's, you know, he's still young. He'll have his day. He'll have his day. See that? I don't like <laughs> I am with you. I'm, I agree with you pretty much on everything. <laughs> but that's kind of what we said with Laura Dern. And then we're like, ah, I guess we'll give it to her later. <laughs> that's what happened to Joaquin Phoenix. We should have given it. No, this is, it's hard. Yeah. Because Joaquin Phoenix isn't in uh, everything. You know, he, he only does it every, every now and again. So you're like, ah, fuck. We want to pick and choose. And you do want, you do want to give, give guys, like you want to recognize guys. You want to recognize Joaquin for all the work he's done over his... True, but they need to be recognized for the right movie. I know, I know. And that's and why that's it's really like... Tough. That's when it gets hard. And I agree Adam Driver is fucking great in Marriage Story, but I think he will have something His day. I, he will be he will, good, he will. if not better. I mean, he's already, that's already his second. He was, yeah. he was known for Black Klansman. He's fucking Kylo Ren. Yeah, Adam Driver is on the move. Yeah. yeah. Like, the only way is up. He's hot shit. Right? I, yeah, and he literally is like... The, the, the female audience is obsessed with him. I'm, you know, people like us are obsessed with him. He does everything. Yeah. He does everything. He, he's done movies with Jim Jarmusch. He did Patterson. You know, he's done like real out there indie movies that nobody cares about. He did that film with Terry Gilliam that we watched, Don Quixote. Yeah. What on earth? This guy's everywhere. So I agree with you. He, but, but I, I don't know. These, these, this is what I think about a lot. You know, I think about Driver versus Phoenix. Cause to me that, that's what the, the matchup was. Again, Kang Ho Song yeah. for Parasite. Better than both of them, but <laughs> I would have put him in best supporting. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, you probably couldn't put any 
That's very much not. You probably can put any character, yeah, from Parasite. It's not really invest. a lead character. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a yeah. It's a, like you said, ensemble. It's yeah. a it's definitely a team movie. Yeah, Where you got team one, team two, and team three. <laughs> uh, I, I think Joaquin had a very eloquent speech. Yes, he did. Okay, let's get back to Joaquin. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, this is this is why we're here. This is what I think about, man. Like, I thought about all day. I was like, what do I want to talk about most about tonight? when we're talking about the Oscars and it's like, I, I really think that that battle was so interesting. The driver versus Phoenix. Yeah. And then yeah, and Phoenix really, I, I didn't think I could love him more until he started talking. And he, the first thing he said was I'm filled with so much gratitude. Well, he, and from there on, it was like this guy, man, I love this guy. He used it as an opportunity to promote veganism and talk about how we shouldn't be fucking each other over. We should be, embracing our flaws and not shutting people out because they've made mistakes, which I, I love that very much. That's a great mentality to have. I like how he acknowledged that he's been a piece of shit in the past, that he's fucked up, that he's been given more than enough second chances. And he does not forget that. I really hope he meant that. I really hope he takes that to heart because he has been a aggressive piece of shit in the past. And I really want him to earn this kind of recognition. And I couldn't believe that he brought up river. I never thought he would do that. He has never talked about River. At the end, yeah. That was amazing. And he clearly, he'll never, he'll never lose that hurt. He brought it, you know, he, you could feel it in his, yeah, his he eyes. Quoted, in his quoted, a, quoted a lyric. He's yeah. never going to get over River. No. Which, I mean, how could you? And I, I think he, yeah, I think he earned it. But time will tell. Time will tell. I think he's going to win another one, be up for more. He's, he's Joaquin Phoenix, man. Oh, absolutely. Hell, he could win. He could, be, he could be the first guy to win two Oscars for playing the same fucking character. <laughs> Has that ever happened before? There's no way, right? There's no way. They've been nominated, but they've never won twice. There's just no way. Because no. like, you would think about like The Godfather, maybe, but no. And then you, you I know, know, Bing Lord Crosby, of the Rings, but no. Bing Crosby was nominated twice. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Rock, yeah. Uh, yeah. That might be it. He could do it. If anybody's going to do it, it's Joaquin fucking... It's Joaquin <laughs> He Phoenix. would have to go really fucking far for the he, next one. He month. would. He would. What would he have he to can. do? He can. That's my thing is like, I know he can. Yeah. I know he's better than the Joker. Like, or not better, but like, I know he can go further. He did it in the Master. He goes further in the Master. I know, like, I, I've... You know, he does. But to win. To Jesus. win. He's to win again. That yeah. would be something to see. Goddamn. Oh. So, I'm, I'm like praying. I'm not a religious man, but I'm praying for a Todd Phillips directed Joaquin Phoenix, Paul Dano, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> it's all your oh. people. That's the thing. I know. Like, I've, and I've never gotten this. You know, I'm only, I'm only 25. I can't really complain. But like, I've never gotten like... I'm 25 I, and I complain constantly. <laughs> I mean about movies. <laughs> I, Me too. Like Marvel, Marvel is, there are actors who I love. Like Jake Gyllenhaal just joined. But like, this is like, oh my God. It's like right, it's right up my it's alley. It's an indie film dream team of, of Batman people. Yeah, this is going to yeah, be insane. Dude. And Todd Phillips. Did you see the- Who directed Old School, like, yeah. by the way, my, one of my favorite comedies ever. Did yeah. you see the costume reveal? What do you think? Love it. Love it. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh. Robert Pattinson's draw structure is very he strong. Looks- <laughs> He's gonna be a great. Batman. I I like. I'm already flicking people off who like talk shit about him. I'm like, see, like, fucking give, yeah. like, wait, you know. You know, considering they were calling Ben Affleck's Batman Batfleck for so long, 
I want them to call him Battenson. Bat Pat. Bat Pat. <laughs> I can't wait for that movie. It's gonna be so. That good. is gonna be the most anticipated. Like for me, for like a comic book movie by every far. actor they keep announcing is fucking off the wall, but gold. They're and they're all like weirdo. Like who would have thought Andy Serkis is Alfred? Yeah. yeah. Fucking John Turturro is Carmine Falcone. Paul Dano is Riddler. Jeffrey Wright dude. is Commissioner Gordon. Dude. Oh my god, dude. This is a hipster. This is like a hipster <laughs> comic book, like. And Matt Reeves directing, who's already yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm so in. I'm so pumped for that. Right, if I could buy my ticket, I'd buy it right now. <laughs> I feel like Pattinson in uh, the lighthouse when he's like, "If I had a steak, I'd fuck it. <laughs> if I had Batman, I'd fucking watch it." You know. <laughs> I tell you what, I'd spend a lot of money just to watch that shit. I can't wait. How cool would wait. it be? Like, I I know you really want Joaquin to be his Joker. Of course. But if they don't do that. I want like a grizzled Defoe Joker. Oh my god! But how like great would that be? Like an old, you know, a fucked up, mentally just you know locked in Arkham for thirty years Joker played by Willem Defoe. Okay, <laughs> let's let's keep playing in that A twenty four house. Yeah. How about Adam Sandler's Two Face? <laughs> Holy shit! Hmm. I thought about it in my head and I was like, no, that's stupid. And then I was like, actually, <laughs> I actually think. After Uncut Gems, the Howard Ratner, I think, I think you could put that a little bit into play, and he might he might be able to do something with that character. Maybe it'd obviously be way different than we've ever seen. Yeah, but I'm in. I mean, jo- you know, Walking Phoenix's Joker is different than we've ever seen. True. Paul Dino's Riddler is going to be That's what Jim Carrey wanted to do the whole time, probably true, but with a lot more conviction. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> Expect Filmgasm, the podcast, to be doing a whole. Breakdown, you know, we're gonna be, that whole week. We're gonna rip that movie apart. We're gonna be like, talking, we're gonna dissect it, and oh. and the week leading up to it, it's gonna be like the fucking Super Bowl for us. It's just gonna be talking about nothing but Batman that whole month. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing but DC. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah, DC and Robert Pattinson and Paul Dan. We're gonna do spotlight. It's gonna be a big event. And I want, I, I want to. Uh, what I want to do is with that. This is like two, a year from now. We're <laughs> that's fine. No, yeah. I, what, what I want to do with all that is like watch all of Pattinson's movies. So we see like how he became, how did he get this job? You know, how did Reeves and all these people, you know, like, all right, this is how Pattinson became Batman. This is the filmography that got him there. Because I think there's a direct filmography that like got Joaquin to Joker. Oh, absolutely. And got Heath Ledger to play Joker. Yeah. I think that's like a fascinating way to look at. Because those are always going to be, when you play a comic book character, that's going to be your biggest role ever. Most likely. Most likely. Now I know. I know. Success. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I know DC has had recent, you know, problems with that. Like a lot of people don't know that uh, Ezra Miller was in a DC movie. You know, they're like, oh, "What?" You know, that sort of thing. But that's the power of it. You know, yeah. that's what it can do. Absolutely, craziness, man. Can't fucking wait, craziness. So back to the Oscars. Our final award of the night was Best Picture, and that went to Parasite. Yes, presented by Jane Fonda. It was not what. A lot of people expected 1917 was the favorite to take Best Picture. This was pretty much, as we said at the beginning, this was cementing Parasite as a as an iconic movie forever in the eyes of the Academy, in the eyes of the film community, the international film community. And yeah, Bong Joon-ho walked away with four Oscars that night. Yeah. After having no nominations his whole career and then four fucking wins. I hope he brought a bag with him. Yes, no kidding. <laughs> Say he's going to be drinking till the morning. Oh, hell yeah. Of course. And 
yeah, this this was a fun show. This was a <coughs> good show overall. There were a couple hiccups. Yeah, that's to be expected. Yeah, there was that weird like rap medley in the middle. Yeah, from that guy from Blind Spotting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would I would ultimately cut out some of that stuff and then add like the stunt work and maybe add a couple more movie actual movie categories. Other than that, cool show and, and obviously you walk away like holy shit, Parasite did what no movie has ever done. I was a little bummed at you know a couple of people left off the in memoriam, Sid Haig, for example. Yeah, yeah, Haig. That's but they tend to they leave out the character actors, they leave out the the, the horror people, the indie people. It's and there's no time for everybody. I get that, but there's only no time for everybody because they shove so much into the show. Yeah. I, but you know, whatever. We'll see next year what movies are gonna you know be up for it. Here's my here's my what I think is my prediction is what's gonna happen with the Oscars. Either Netflix, Hulu, whatever one of those streaming services is going to buy buy the rights to it so that they can stream it. On their, by the rights to the Oscars, the show, yeah. So they can, I think this. I I'm not saying like next year, but I think this is will happen in the future. Huh. Can you imagine how many more people would watch if you could just watch on? You know what I want? I want an Oscars streaming service. Oh that my God. has every winner and nominee since the beginning. That would be really cool. How fucking incredible would that, that be? That would be really cool. I mean, logistically, there's no way they could ever do that. Yeah, but it would but be amazing. It would be incredible. Yeah, I, I think like if Netflix, all right, on Sunday night, you know, it'll be available. Yeah. You can watch it anytime you want, just like it's a movie that's being released. You don't have, like, yes, it's live or whatever, but like, you don't have to watch it then. And I think you can cut off so much time because there's no fucking commercials. It becomes so less corporate. It becomes about the movies. If like Netflix had it, uh, just change everything. Obviously, logistically, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> That's not my position. I know, I know there's so much money on that. But I just see in the future, I see obviously with the way things are going, I see a streaming service finding a way to get the rights to host showing the Oscars. If it would be anybody, it'd be Hulu because they yeah. already have a deal with NBC yeah. Place. Yes. And the show is available to watch the following day on, on Hulu through NBC. So I can see them. See, that's what I'm. That's what I'm wanting. I'm wanting them to just fucking advertise it and fucking use it, work it. You know, pay your people to do it. Like clearly, Hulu Live and the ESPN Plus and the Disney Plus. Like you guys are on top of your shit. Take over the Oscars. I want. I want young people who give a shit to take over the Oscars and make it a good show. I want. I want actual director, not some daytime shitty TV director. I want an actual director who. Who can actually be like, all right, we have three hours. Let's fucking make the best show we possibly can. Not, let's fit everything we can in, you know? Not, no. Let's make it as good as we can. Make it as effective as we can. And get people to like, I don't want to ever get on my phone. You know what I mean? I yeah. want to always be looking at the screen. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. There were a couple of musical performances where I was like, whatever. Yeah, it tuned out. I'm going to get on my phone and check out what else is going on, you know? Yeah. And that, that shouldn't be the case. I, I, I think it should be like a two, two and a half hour epic epic ride that happens once a year that we don't just, we don't just, it doesn't just end and we're like, Oh, that was fun. I want it to be like fucking amazing. You know, uh, that's where I think, I think that's where that's, that's speaking for both of us. I think we both want the best for the Oscars. We want to do the best show possible. Well, next year, I think there's going to be some very interesting films up. I think it's going to be another, you know, yeah. a lot of auteurs. David Fincher's got something in the works. Wes, Wes Anderson, Anderson. Yeah. His trailer for the French dispatch dropped today. Looks incredible. 
Maybe yeah. the most amazing cast ever assembled for a film. Holy shit. Wes Anderson, baby. And I think we're going to get a lot more surprises. Like, you know, prior to like the end of last year, I never heard of Parasite. I never heard of 1917. And now they're some of my favorite films of all time. So. Yeah. A year, like. Okay. Yeah. Basically a year ago. Sundance. Yeah. Sundance in about a week and a half ago. So yeah, about a year ago, like to this day, Neon bought Parasite <laughs> when it played at Sundance. Okay. This is how these things work. Yeah. And right now, as we speak, something probably just happened at Sundance that's going to become the next Parasite. And we don't know it. We, yep. You and I have no idea. We, we just see this shit as it unfolds. We can't know until Neon buys it yep. and decides to distribute it and advertise it and make a good trailer for it. Who knows the journey the There's next, so next much picture is going to take. So much has to go into it. Parasite could have never happened had it not been for Neon being like, oh, fuck. <laughs> let's take that and put a little more money into it. Make, make a better trailer. Cause I think this movie can reach a wider audience. <laughs> that's, that's what these, that's why you hear me and Connor. This is why you hear us rave about a 24 and neon and these companies, because they're trying, they're really trying to buy things out of their own pocket and make them as good as they possibly can. Original, original work yeah. writ, written and directed by, auteurs so cool hell yeah we're so lucky right now we are and uh yeah parasite's one of those i mean what a way to end the decade jesus christ (laughs) just 2020 better have some fire coming man let's see if we can do it the the winners of best picture 2010 to 2019 in order let's see if we can do this 2010 was the king's speech and then the artist and the artist then argo then argo then 12 years a slave 2014 was Birdman. Birdman. Spotlight. Then Spotlight. Moonlight. Moonlight. Shape, Shape of Water. Water. Green Book. Parasite. Yeah. All right. So, Overall, what's your favorite of all of those? Of those winners? Hmm. Probably Parasite. Yeah, I'd say Moonlight and Parasite are my it's one. Not and a two. very good. No. Bunch. For the most I would part. say. I would say. Moonlight, Parasite, and Birdman probably would be my top three. Yeah. I like Spotlight. I like Argo. I like Twelve Years a Slave. I like all. I like all of them. I've seen, but them I don't. All. But I don't love them. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't love all of them. Yeah. I think a lot of them were were mistakes, but yeah. a lot of the films haven't particularly stayed in our minds. For yeah, long. yeah. Parasite, I think, is not going to be like that. Well, yeah. Like for instance, Shape of Water beat Get Out. E. Shape of Water beat three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And get, I think should have taken that. Even, even I know you're not a fan, but even like, like you said, uh, culturally, like people just forget about it. Like Lady Bird has lived on more, more than Shape of Water. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that is, ex- that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, this stuff, everyone makes mistakes. And sometimes those mistakes, you know, stay in the past. Sometimes they never go away. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how many of these mistakes, not, I'm not saying they were all mistakes, but some of them, I wonder how many of those are going to stay in like with the Oscars as like, you know, a permanent mark. Mm-hmm. Probably not a lot of them, but some of them for sure. For sure. I'm mostly, mostly going to look back on 2019 and think, think about how there was probably 30 movies I really, really liked. Yeah. And then there was about 10 that I loved. Uh, you, you and I were talking about, you know, we've always talked about like, what are your five favorite? And, and I, 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 it's still changing. 
still, you know, Parasite, I've watched, I've watched again. I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again, thanks to your voodoo. <laughs> uh, these movies, I, I recently just watched, and I'm never going to stop, I recently just watched uh, Zombieland, Double Tap. <laughs> I watched um, uh, the newest Terminator. It's never going to end. What did you think of that? That was really good. Yeah. Thank I, you. I don't understand. I, Fuck. Why do I feel this way about like, I, I'm, I'm normally hard on stuff like that, but like I, I can point out from the past two years, like that one and then Venom from 2018. She's like, what's wrong with people? This is fine. <laughs> this is exactly what you asked for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just funny how yeah people are just picky and complain a lot, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 2019 was great. It's my favorite movie year ever because I was so in it. And so involved, yeah. And watching so much, and 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 it actually had a lot of good stuff. And we just we just looked at all the best picture winners, and we're like, oh yeah, I mean, Parasite's the best, <laughs> at least out of those ten, yeah. Uh, which I can agree with, you know. It's it was just a lot of fun. And twenty twenty has like a lot to live up to, because I'm still on that high. I'm still like, oh, all these movies are still fresh in my mind. But like you said, Fincher, you know, Wes Anderson. Whatever else A24 does, whatever else Neon does, whatever else random shit happens in the fall. It's the beginning. Can't wait. It's the beginning of a whole new decade of film. Yeah, here we go. And I can't wait to see what the this goes. 20s. We are closing out the 2010s with this podcast. Yes. It's been a hell of a decade and particularly a hell of a year, 2019. Way to go. Yeah, so much fun. We just had a blast doing Philip Seymour Hoffman, obviously. Yeah. New format. This is episode 51. This will be episode 51. 52 coming at you. 52 coming the out Exorcist. Wednesday. We're doing The Exorcist. <laughs> oh my God. One of the most celebrated horror films of all time and a true gem that still holds up in many ways. Yes. And it's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be a good film to talk about. And I can't fucking wait. Going to be so much fun. Hope you guys had a good time hearing this out. Hope you had a good time watching the Oscars. Oh, hell yeah. If you didn't, watch next year. Yeah. Uh, you never know what can win. Yeah, absolutely. Do some research and... You know, you never know. It might be your show. And definitely go check out Parasite if you have not. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed the Oscars. And we will see you Wednesday. Mm-hmm.